1: Are we asking Satan to tempt us? Well, I'm going to
0: talk about it.
1: Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity, and I'm your host, Nikki. And this is my third time going solo on the show, and I really enjoy it more when Spencer is here with me. He sure makes things go a lot smoother, but he's just gone doing some some more training uh, this week, so I don't know. Maybe I'll be recording for Saturday as well. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) It was kind of short notice uh, on me today, so... So this week, can you just keep praying for uh, the same people we mentioned last time? And uh, I just want to encourage you guys to not give up praying for whatever it is you need God to do on your behalf or, or for another person. I was reading today how we're not to lose heart. Um, in our prayers, but we're supposed to keep on praying, and that's in Luke 18, uh, starting in verse 1. So we need to continue praying for those miracles until God answers them. I think, well, for me, I tend to not give up on faith. I kind of just give up praying. Um, Like I'll be praying for something um, important for somebody else, but I don't pray daily. I kind of just pray about it for a couple days and then, um, and then I'll pray about it again if it's really pressing on my heart. But I think what we should be doing is praying daily and not giving up. Um, I just think that I like, don't like to think about problems over and over again. And I don't know, maybe I look at that as a form of worry, like continuously praying. And maybe I'm thinking that I'm like, bothering God with my prayers but I mean we're even told in Luke 18 that uh, Jesus gives a parable about a widow going to an evil king and pretty much bugging him every day and the wicked king grants her her request and and Jesus says like God is good why would he not answer your requests you know the requests of his very children And so that really stood out to me and it encouraged me. So I just wanted to bring that up to encourage you to not give up hope, to not lose heart either. I know there's so many scriptures. We know them, but we do forget about them. And it's ones like those that, I don't know, I think they just come like at the right time in your life when you really need. uh, It's just a, a word from the Lord. It's right from his word is what it is. And it's always timely. And if it's something you're not going through in the moment and maybe that's why we gloss over some we know them but they're not like cut into our heart and really speaking to us so yeah let's just pray daily and not lose heart over these things so i just want to thank you guys for all your prayers if you've been praying for all of our requests and we do pray for um for you when you have prayer requests and just want to remind you guys to like and subscribe to our youtube channel and to get on our discord and ask any questions and put your prayer requests on there and we'll definitely pray with you. So the title of this episode is, are we asking Satan to tempt us? Well, we may not be asking him in that way, but I think by the way we live, the things we do, we're in a sense wanting to be, we want to be tempted or maybe we're tempting him to devour us because scriptures say he's like a a lion and he's seeking to, uh, devour us. So maybe we're doing things not knowingly. Um, maybe the Holy Spirit hasn't convicted us on every issue yet. I know, um, for a long time I was very lukewarm and I was definitely uh, playing in the devil's backyard. I think my mother-in-law uses that term or she'll say something like, don't give the devil a reason to party. (laughs) And those always stuck with me. Um, They were kind of funny, but I know she was really serious. And I know she's told those to her children growing up. You know, they tell me that uh, she's always said that as they're going out the door to hang out with their friends. but anyways, um, a couple of verses that stood out to me that got me looking into this topic. Uh, Ephesians 4.27 says, give no opportunity to the devil. And immediately uh, before that, it's talking about not sinning in your anger. And another verse I wrote down is 1 Peter 5.8, which says, our adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And it's got me thinking, like, just imagining, like, he's walking around, like, like he's watching and waiting, um, seeking who he may devour. So, he doesn't just go after anybody. He's waiting for an opportune time. Um, so, what is he looking for? What is this opportune time that he's waiting on in order to pounce on you and devour you? So, he's lying in wait for you to do exactly uh, whatever it is so he may devour you. So I just want to talk about some sort of practical things uh, that we could easily recognize um, in our day-to-day living and maybe we're just ignorant towards some of these things, um, like I was. (laughs) So we just don't want to be easy prey for the devil to devour. Um, Like I said earlier, we are in a sense – tempting the devil to come devour us when we when we play in his backyard. So back in my lukewarm days, that's what I did because I thought this is I mean, because I believed the false gospel of once saved, always saved, and you know, there's no preaching of holiness, no fear of the Lord. Yeah, I thought that I thought that God's grace would have my back, you know, and I had, I don't know, maybe it was conviction. I ignored the conviction you know, shushing the Holy Spirit up, <laughs> saying, no, God's grace covers me. <laughs> I'm just so thankful that God didn't leave me there. And yeah, looking back, I just, I'm just ashamed that I, I lived the way I lived for so long, telling everybody I was a Christian and, and living like the rest of the world, you know, bringing shame to God's holy name. Like I claimed that I represented him as his child. And I'm just thankful he opened my eyes. <laughs> um so do we knowingly, do you knowingly put yourself in the devil's territory? Or like I said, maybe you're not aware that's where you are in those times. Uh, it could be keeping company with ungodly people and carrying what they think of you. So you keep living living like they live because you fear what they think of you more than you care about what God says. And a certain uh, Bible passage came to mind and when I was, um, well, I was reading it in regards to this, and it, and it really terrified me, and it was, it's in First Samuel chapter 15. Just read the whole chapter. It's really good. I'm just going to summarize the part that stood out to me in regards to this and to us not um, obeying God and making excuses. Cause I thought, sounds like a good excuse here. Just, so King Saul, he didn't obey God. And he was told to completely destroy the Amalekites. So they go in and they destroy, but not completely. You know, he partially obeyed. So he spared their king and he allowed his people to keep the spoils to themselves. So all their, um, like all their farm animals and stuff. And then Saul said, that he was going to use the animals as a sacrifice to God. And then Samuel says to Saul, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And just reading that, and I'm like, that is a lot to digest. Um, It really makes you look at your heart and motives, and if you've been making excuses for allowing things in your life that God hates. Because even Saul had what seemed to be the best excuse. He was going to use the the animals as a sacrifice to God. Maybe not. Maybe that's just what he said after the fact when he was caught uh, uh, in his disobedience. But I thought, well, that's still, that sounds like a really good excuse. And But when I think about when God says, be holy as I am holy, and then Satan slithers in and says, did God really mean be holy as he is holy? And many people Say, no, we're never going to be holy. And we're told to be holy. Why would God tell us something like that if it weren't? Not to say that we're going to be perfect. We definitely go through refining. But people disregard that and don't even seek holiness. That's the thing. They say, oh, it's unattainable, so why try? And so they live like the world. And that's the whole reason the Holy Spirit is given to you. The Holy Spirit makes you holy. He doesn't just raise you from the dead on the last day. He lives in you to refine you, to correct you, to convict you, teach you. So the Holy Spirit can make you holy. (laughs) So just when I think about that and how we're supposed to take God's word seriously and then just reading that passage – about Saul. um, It terrifies me, but in a good way, it it causes me to run to God, not run away from God. So we're not terrified of God in the sense that we run away from him. It makes you run to him. And when he refines us and he shows us things in scripture like that, that really have us pondering our heart and all over again, I'm just seeing the, the wretched woman that I really am. And how much more refining that God has to do in me. And I'm so thankful that he does this refining slowly, not all at once, because I think it'd be so overwhelming for us and we would just be in a miserable place in our minds constantly. God's just so patient and careful in how he deals with each of his children. So I am glad that he reveals things about me that I need to surrender to him still. Uh, It keeps me humble, and I do pray to be humbled um yeah, that's something we all uh should pray for ourselves. So pride is always trying to sneak in definitely all the time. So um again about Jesus uh he even talked about mercy and not sacrifice in um Matthew 9:13. He says, "I desire mercy and not sacrifice." And this is about us not being able to pay for our sins. Like obedience, again, is the thing. He wants obedience, not sacrifice. He came to show mercy, and he's given us his Holy Spirit to help us be holy. Is God is holy. So it's always about obeying his voice, um, obeying those words, those commands that aren't burdensome uh, because he is here helping us. So I know there's a bunch of categories we could talk about in regards to how to how we give the devil a, f- a foothold in our lives. But I'm sure you know what all those are for yourself. I don't need to, <laughs> there's just too many to point out. I'm not going to talk about every little thing because it could be our thoughts, our words, our actions, uh, what you watch or listen to, which these are uh, recent convictions for us, at least in the past year or so. And I just want to encourage you to pray and ask God to refine you. Um, just knowing that you still need to be refined. So you'll ask God, uh, if you start to feel, I think, too comfortable in your walk and you're thinking you're doing pretty good, I think that's maybe a good time to say, God, refine me more. I know there's more there. Uh, Being humbled is a good place to be. Uh, It really is. It really draws you near to God when you realize who – who you are still, how much of the old man still has a say over your life. So just encourage you to, uh, to pray, uh, for yourself. And a lot of people don't like to pray for themselves. actually see that as like a self-focus, like a bad thing. And they just say, no, I don't pray for myself. I pray for others, but really (laughs) we need to pray for ourselves, uh, first, uh, Not in a selfish way at all. I think it's you just do because if you're looking at your heart and you're always going to be calling out to God, have mercy on me, a sinner. uh, The Holy Spirit is in you and revealing things to you. You can't help but pray and call out to God as he's doing the work that he does in you, just breaking you down so God can build you back up and just lay those things at his feet when he's refining you and revealing uh, things in your life. It's so you can lay it down. So over and over throughout our lives, uh, being refined. Uh, this is just the way it's it's going to be till we die. We're going to be refined because we're not going to get to a point. You're not going to be 40 and be completely refined and live 40 more years with no problems because <laughs> we just live in a cursed world and there's going to be things that maybe we let back in, uh, we get polluted with again. I think it's a constant battle. So don't anybody tell you they've arrived if you arrived then you're in heaven you're not here on this earth anymore so we need to keep seeking God and studying the scriptures our whole lives so when we stop uh we're being complacent and I was kind of picturing it like a current we're always moving against the current um we're not getting complacent if we get complacent we're relaxed but when you're relaxed, You're moving backwards with the current. So that's a bad thing if you're relaxed. You need to always be uh, seeking God and studying the scriptures and praying. Don't ever let there be a time in your life where you're taking a break because while you think you're taking a break and you've hit pause, you're actually going backwards. You're not on pause. You're not going to pick up exactly where you left off. You're going to realize you were falling away and you were actually you're constantly moving somewhere you're staying on the straight and narrow which is intentional or you're actually working doesn't seem like work because you think you're taking a break but you're working the wrong direction so just think about that before you think about taking a break (laughs) I don't know I do know people who have said things like that like why why aren't you in church and haven't you been praying and reading the word and they've actually told me i'm just i'm too busy right now i'm in school and i don't have time don't we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of god and not worry about the things of the world and it was really it really upset me when one of my close friends said that to me um she was someone who was a a strong uh spiritual friend at one point in my life so Let's be careful. Don't stop praying for yourself because you don't know who's looking to you for spiritual guidance and strength. You know there's a lot of people probably looking to you to for the way. Um, you're discipling people, and you don't even realize you're discipling them. So pray for yourself. <laughs> um, I think if we could actually see the devil as a lion just waiting for us to cross into his territory, I think we would – Think twice about many of the things we do or say or even think, because it is a spiritual attack uh, on our minds, especially. So, it is. It's a the whole walk is is faith. It's faith in knowing uh, and trusting in Jesus, but it's also faith in like knowing your adversary, the devil, is there. You can't just be like, Nah, I don't see him. He's not really there. He's not gonna devour me. I think that's also a type of a lack of faith because you're not believing the word of God. Just know that devil is there and he's lurking around, just waiting. Right when you cross over into his territory, you're saying, "Here I am," and you think you're gonna that you got a hold of things and that you're not gonna get devoured. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't tempt him. So another thing that I want. To discuss really quick, uh, was our our hearts being content with with our lot in life? Um, I think because I was reading uh, 1 Corinthians 7, it says, to remain in the state you were in when you were called. And that made me think of um, the prosperity gospel. Uh, so, you know, people call on Jesus because he'll give you health, wealth, and happiness. And that's people wanting to get out of the state that they're in. They want uh, the world. Uh, And the devil is the one who offers us the world. (laughs) So I think that prosperity gospel is used to distract people from obeying God. And I was just thinking of some verses to meditate on uh, in regards to the world luring you in and distracting you from Focusing on holiness first and on the kingdom of God first. Um, So Proverbs uh, 38 through 9 says, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? And it's just funny reading this because the people who, you know, believe in this prosperity gospel, they immediately pray for riches. (laughs) And they don't realize, oh no, I could be full and deny God and say, Who is the Lord? And you know, those are those who fall away. I mean, that's it goes along with the parable of the seed that fell on different soil. And you know, they believed it first, but um, and then the cares of the world became more important. And then I had actually my book over here. I wasn't a hundred percent prepared, I guess. Hmm. I might have to bring this one up. I'm going to read Mark 10. Just a second. I didn't have my Bible up here. I'm just using my phone with the Bible on it. Where am I at? Oh. Yeah, Mark 10, 24 through 25 says, Jesus is speaking, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. Yeah, he says, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. So again, it's just, it's just kind of weird how we desire the very thing that makes it, it difficult to enter the kingdom of God. Like it's not sinful if you acquire riches, of course. Like that's not sinful to be rich, but it's the desire for those things. Uh, so just it's just about keeping a check on your heart and motives in your prayers. Um, so just the comforting thing in, in this is, you know, we have the Holy Spirit and God corrects his children to through his Holy Spirit in Revelation 3:19 says as many as I love I rebuke and chasten and well I'm going to read more of that actually uh, before that verse 17 I'm going to start back further because you say I am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched miserable poor blind and naked I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten therefore be zealous and repent. Yeah, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. There's your riches right there. Your riches is holiness being like god why would you desire i mean i'm not judging anybody i know i desire but why would we desire anything but being like god being holy being like him and i just pray that that is the greatest desire of our heart we're told to be holy as he is holy that should be our desire and our prayer so yeah i hope that this was uh a good uh some good things for us all to ponder and i'd love to discuss with this with you guys um uh, on discord that would be great uh if you get on there we'll have the I'll have the link to our discord page um in the description so that's all i have for you guys talk to you later bye